if you go to substack.com that's um go to um freenz.substack.com you can read the data you can look at the graphs yourself of course it's all been um it's all and uh, you know um anonymous no you know when you know they're trying to accuse him you know of a data breach and there's no he's a, a whistleblower he's a hero uh, but like many whistleblowers they're going to be treated badly uh, probably lock him up and uh, we need to stand we need to rally around this man because he is a hero uh, he's blown the lid on the massacre that New Zealand government has perpetrated willingly they knew these people need to be imprisoned the death penalty needs to come back and judicial executions need to take place now make sure you get that clearly don't edit me out judicial judicial executions Um, I think they knew what was coming and that's why in the 90s they changed the uh, um, penalty for treason from the death penalty to 14 years maximum imprisonment and so that needs to be changed, doesn't it? So under a new government, when we finally come to our senses and start voting in non-globalists, people that are for us and not for them, it might be too late. Our chance may have just passed, might have just slipped through our fingers. We've, we'd had a chance to vote for an honest politician, 33 candidates for New Zealand loyal, who are loyal to us and not to them, the globalists. But no, we didn't. We voted for the devil. Uh, the devil we know uh, under Winston Peters, um, and now we're going to see his true colours. Today is the day when he can show, he can stand up for truth and um, show his morality, uh, if he has any. I doubt it. Don't hold your breath. Uh, you might run out. You might go a bit green uh, and uh, red in the gills, and uh, you might turn blue and pass out, waiting for Winston to uh, be an honest politician. Is there such a thing? I doubt it. Other top stories from Radio New Zealand this morning, and it's my responsibility to speak out on injustices. Waia to the homeless Michelle Kidd retires. She checks on the homeless people on her way to work and responds to texts for help. In the dead of night, after 31 years as a social worker, Michelle Quid, uh, Michelle, <laughs> sorry, I skipped a bit too far ahead there. Michelle Kidd, K-I-D-D, she is a Q-S-M. She's retiring. And Northland doctors say scrapping smoke-free legislation is ridiculous. A plan to repeal parts of the smoke-free legislation is anti-health. Northland emergency doctors say in a letter to the Health Minister, Dr Shane Retty. And the CTV building in Christchurch, a building engineer is to face disciplinary committee. Of course, uh, he didn't actually do the work, it was one of his employees. And uh, he's now well into his 80s. A complaint against the engineer whose firm designed the CTV building that collapsed in Christchurch during the quake will be uh, forced to appear before a disciplinary committee. And uh, they've still got another story there. This is, um, so this came out yesterday. Uh, the latest one there. So this was the original story. It says health worker, and he's not. He's actually the statistician. He's the person that actually designed the system that the New Zealand government is using to keep track of all the vaccinations and all the centres, all the data. He's the man. And so they've just called him, uh, called him rather, a health worker, trying to spread misinformation. That's uh, what they call it uh, when you actually speak the truth and a- actually um, open the lid, the filthy lid, the, the terrible can of worms, which is the New Zealand government's complicity uh, in the uh, death jabs. 30% in some cases, 30% of those jabbed were have are now dead. I think, did we read that it was in Christchurch? I'll just see if I can find that for you. 
just to, and just in case you've just joined me, it's 24 minutes to 10 here at uh, New Zealand time, New Zealand Standard Time, uh, Daylight Saving Time, isn't it? And uh, so it says here that, um, gosh, the scale is just unbelievable. It's hard to actually fathom myself. Uh, in just one particular vaccination centre in Invercargill, 51 people were vaccinated within the space of just two hours. All 51 are now dead. Out of the 837 people who were vaccinated at another vaccination centre, 251 of them are now dead. 30% of everyone who was vaccinated at that centre are now dead. At another vaccination centre, of the 923 people vaccinated there, 276 are now dead, and there were numerous vaccination centres around the country that had mortality rates at this sort of level of 30%. This is compared with the normal average mortality rate, uh, which should be 0.75%, which is what we should... And I think that's bad enough. That's like playing Russian roulette, isn't it, with a gun? And you don't know which, which um, cylinder has the, has the bullet in it. The data also shows how many fatalities were linked to each individual vaccinator. One vaccinator had a mortality rate of 25%. One in four people that got the vaccine from that particular vaccinator. And we don't know what, what sort of, you know, in fact, apparently the sort of training that these vaccinators got wasn't so much to do with, um, you know, the safety of uh, inserting the vaccine. Because if they didn't do it in a certain way, they could actually cause... Um, uh, quite a lot of damage uh, to people uh, but most of the training they got was on how to handle objections and people that were nervous about getting the vaccine so one vaccinator had a mortality rate of 25% that's one in four um, uh, from that vaccinator and they're now all dead other vaccinators were similar their vaccine batches were literally death batches these numbers are simply off the scale and impossible to interpret any other way than a vaccine massacre. Now, the worst places were, what have we got here? Vaccine name V1. They've changed the names, particularly innocent or not so innocent. Total vaccinated 246, 60 people dead, 24.39%. Vaccinated 2, 437 people totally, uh, total vaccination. That particular, uh, that's how many they did. 100 people are dead. That's 22.88% of those people have died from the vaccine. V4, that's vaccine 4, um, 442 people were vaccinated, 68 have died, that's 15.38%. V Vaccinator 6, uh, 1,049 people were vaccinated, 100, only 148 people died, that's still bad enough, isn't it? 10%, 14.11%. Vaccinator 8, 854 people, 101 people are now dead, that's 11.83. And Vaccinator 10, 959 and 101 of those people are now dead. That's 10.53. So the big one is the vaccinated one. 247 people were vaccinated and um, 60 people uh, were dead. That's a 24.39%. That would be one of the highest. And so that's just a glimpse. Then there are the huge bias of numbers of deaths in South Island versus the North Island. Uh, of the top 20 most deadly vaccination centres in the country, 10 out of those 20 were Christchurch alone. Two of them, 10% of the national total, were in a tiny little town called Gore. Meanwhile, only two out of 20 were in Auckland, where the other third of the total population is. And this should be statistically impossible by population unless specific vaccine batches were a whole lot more deadly than other batches, which seems to be the case. This is exactly what the data shows. The data shows a very clear picture of certain vaccine batches being death batches and other batches much less so. This should not happen unless something very strange and 
uh, very abnormal is occurring within the vaccine. It requires extremely serious investigation. Now, what have we got here? Uh, we've got. She's actually named some of the places he has here. The ten worst death sites are Tahopai Home and Hospital. That's uh, for old people. Sixty-one people were. Uh, uh, death count, 61 died 191 were vaccinated that's 31.4, almost 32%, 31.94% of those people that were vaccinated at the Te Hopai Home and Hospital uh, are now dead uh, Health Centre VC site activity uh, that was um, 13 people died from 42 people vaccinated that's 30.95 Residential Elder Care Services Limited uh, 276 people have now, are now dead out of 923 people that were vaccinated. That's 29.90%. Barrington COVID Vaccine Hub, mobile, that was a mobile unit. 23 people um, are dead. 81 people were vaccinated. That's 28.4%. Life Pharmacy Ashburton Team Mobile, 142 dead out of 526 vaccinated. That's 27%. Geraldine Pharmacy Mobile Site, $350 a jab too, by the way. 32 people dead after 121 people were vaccinated. 26.45. The Doctors Christchurch South Mobile. 12 people dead out of 48 vaccinated. 25%. Shirley Medical Centre Mobile. 4 dead out of 16. 4 out of 16. That's 25%. A quarter of those vaccinated that day are dead. And Omaru uh, Doctors Offsite. 28 dead out of 118, that's 23.73%. The whistleblower has unique access to the data in question. He designed and built the database. The, now of course, the fake stream media aren't saying that, are they? No, they're just saying he's a health worker and it's a breach of confidence and all this rubbish. The whistleblower had this unique, um, he designed and built the data. Uh, for the New Zealand government, specifically for the COVID-19 vaccine. It is official government data, and it includes extremely detailed COVID-19 vaccination data for 2.2 million Kiwis. Hello, I thought they said 90% of New Zealanders were vaccinated. We've got 4.9 million people living here in New Zealand, only 2.2, that's uh, less than 50%. So they lied to us about that as well. The whistlebl- they, they wanted us to think that everyone was getting the jab, but uh, they only managed to convince less than half. The whistleblower watched in horror over a two-year period as the death data escalated in front of his eyes until he felt he had to step forward to expose it. For that, New Zealand must wholeheartedly applaud and thank him for his courage and morality. It is no small thing that what he has done and coming forward like this. Sadly, being a whistleblower is a very dangerous thing, and we're seeing that played out yesterday with him being arrested and others as well, and others have gone into hiding. Uh, it's a very dangerous thing to do in today's world of deep state corruption and criminality. But what the whistleblower was looking at in front of him on a daily basis was not just faceless numbers and statistics. He was looking at enormous lists of names of certain places and names and at certain times, names of people who are not here anymore, names of real people with real families, human lives, not numbers. It was just too much. He says there are just two words for uh, um, why he had to come forward in the end, never again. So looking at the population breakdown, it's got all the graphs here, it's just unbelievable, really. And you can see all that over at uh, freenz.substack.com. As horrendous as this is, this is the most devastating point that the people of New Zealand need to understand is that this enormous data of deaths were not due to a very unfortunate and unforeseen outcome of a well-intentioned government health strategy no, these deaths were the result of willful complicity, uh, 
in a mass murder. These are very difficult words for people to hear, but the evidence is unfortunately incontrovertible. The New Zealand government had full foreknowledge of what the outcome would be of the COVID-19 vaccine. They had all the information. They had the data well in advance of their massive nationwide rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. They had clear evidence showing them exactly what would happen if they went ahead. They knew that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine could cause huge numbers of injury and death. They were also advised by the New Zealand Justice Department and the New Zealand MedSafe that their proposed vaccine mandates could not be legally justified. They went ahead anyway. They signed their contract with Pfizer. They trumpeted the COVID-19 vaccine to the whole country as, quote, unquote, safe and effective. And then they forced, and they're still doing it today in the media, and then they forced it onto the population through their illegitimate, brutal mandates that deliberately split New Zealand society into two groups through medical apartheid. Through an Official Information Act request from a doctor in New Zealand, there is confirmation in writing from the New Zealand MedSafe that they had in possession, they were in possession of an initial Pfizer safety data for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine months before the government began their nationwide rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine in mid-2021. That initial data, Pfizer data, shows absolutely devastating outcomes in terms of numbers of serious injuries and fatalities. That data was so bad that the FDA, that's the Food and Drug Agency, who had given the official authorization for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, attempted to have it legally concealed from the public for 75 years. Yet, despite having this horrific safety data, the New Zealand government not only told the New Zealand public that the COVID-19 vaccine was absolutely safe and effective, but they went ahead with the mandates and vaccine passports to effectively force the vaccine onto as many of the New Zealand population as possible. All done with the full foreknowledge of what the deadly impact would be. As part of this process, the New Zealand government signed a contract with Pfizer for the provision and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine here in New Zealand. We know that in the same contract that Pfizer signed with the South African government now being made public, Pfizer clearly stated that they could not confirm the long-term safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine. And therefore, they required it to be they required to be legally indemnified against all liability for any injury or death from the vaccine. It is almost certainly that exactly the same statement was in Pfizer's contract with the New Zealand government. And yet, the mantra of safe and effective was pumped out day after day from the government's single source of truth. Quite incredibly, the government's safe and effective message is still being vigorously pushed out across the country even now, even today, even with all the deadly evidence to the contrary clear for people to see. It would seem they simply don't care. In addition to this, during the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, the New Zealand government and associated agencies actively prevented New Zealand doctors and health practitioners across the country from raising their very valid concerns about the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine to their patients, for them to be able to fulfil their Hippocratic oath of informed consent and do no harm, quote-unquote. Any doctors or health practitioners who attempted to raise concerns 
or ask questions about the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine were threatened with loss of medical license and or a loss of job. In some cases, those threats were implemented. A climate of fear and deliberately created uh, was deliberately created for doctors and health practitioners across New Zealand to prevent any pushback against the mass rollout of the vaccine. This led to the formation of the organisation New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out with Science. And you can find them at nzdsos.com. Don't go to n, uh, .co.nz because that's probably a, a government um, sort of a, a front for um, pretending to be New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out with Science, speaking the exact opposite of what the truth is from great doctors. This new, So that's nzdsos.com. Make sure you hit that one. Uh, this new evidence from the whistleblower also shows a disturbing pattern of, med, of basic medical ethics and medical processes being abandoned, with vaccine clinics pushing through patients like a McDonald's drive through in a dash for cash, $350 a jab, we are told. Informed consent is one of the most important aspects of the Hippocratic Oath, and first, do no harm, with this data showing patients being rushed through vaccine clinics at a rate sometimes 30 people an hour, and a quarter of those people in some places, even 30% of them, are now dead. Um, they were uh, in conversations with each other, outlining risk factors and personal medical history that could make a person more at risk from the vaccine. No. Were they? No, they weren't. Were, when these people were rolling up their sleeves, they were being informed that the official Pfizer safety data had lists of adverse reactions covering page 9. Uh, were they? No. 1,223 deaths from the initial trials. I read that a bit wrong. It's basically, were they being informed of this? Uh, 1,223 deaths from the initial trials. This is information that New Zealand government had months before the vaccine rollout began. And this is not negligence. Oh, no. This is criminal. And now we're just going to look at some of the worst sites. Batch ID 1, 711 total vaccinated, 152 dead, 21%. And it just goes on and on. Some of them, though, it's not so bad. You know, you might be, um, one of them there says um, 11,019 people vaccinated, uh, 498 death. That's uh, uh, 4.2. But even that's bad enough, isn't it? 4.52%. Now, uh, chances of these batches not being a killer are 100 billion to 1. 100 billion to 1. That's the statistics. As well as the evidence of tens of thousands of deaths that this new whistleblower, we'll call him Winston Smith, this evidence is now showing us that there is also much additional evidence of the huge scale of injury and death caused in New Zealand. We have confirmation through Statistics New Zealand of an enormous increase in excess deaths Beginning from the time the vaccine campaign began, we also have a huge and historically unprecedented number of serious vaccine injuries registered on New Zealand MedSafe database, and they've stopped uh, um, publishing the information, I think it was October or November last year. Ah, why was that? And we have extremely alarming evidence brought forward from multiple funeral directors in New Zealand in relation to the numbers of deaths, the causes of death, and the horrific symptoms being found in many of those deaths. It is not only the huge numbers of deaths that we are now um, that we that we now know about. The massive number of serious and life-changing injuries is also difficult to comprehend. A minimum, uh, it is uh, as a minimum, it is in the hundreds of thousands here in New Zealand. 
and uh, it says here that we can now see why our hospital emergency services and funeral directors across the country have been beyond bursting point uh, for the last two years. In February 2022, the New Zealand public stood up against this crime against humanity with the largest public protest in New Zealand history, with 18,000 people camped in in their tents and cars in front of the New Zealand Parliament, all 120 sitting MPs signed a joint agreement that no MP would engage with or speak with those protesters. Instead, the protesters were labelled by the government as a river of filth and demonised by the mainstream media. Both the New Zealand Bill of Rights and, that's the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act 1990, and the 1947 Nuremberg Code, which which, which every human being living on earth today is under, make it a crime to force or coerce a medical procedure onto a person. Not only were the people of New Zealand forced or coerced into taking this experimental medical procedure, but the New Zealand government knew full well that this particular medical procedure had deadly and horrific outcomes on a very large scale. The New Zealand government went to great lengths to make sure that the people of New Zealand were not able to be made aware of that known danger, and they went to even greater lengths to force as many of the New Zealand public as possible to take it, while at the same time they made themselves exempt from having to take this vaccine. It doesn't seem possible that this could have happened in the country that I grew up in. This is New Zealand's darkest hour, but we have to face up to it together with strength and unity which has always been the bedrock of our country. New Zealand has been brutally and intentionally split apart through medical apartheid and medical tyranny. New Zealand now must come together as Kiwis united uh, around what we now know. We are all victims of this crime. This mass killing of the New Zealand government and others was unwillful, sorry, rather was willful. It, it, it wasn't an unfortunate accident Two shots for summer was the shot that we all heard around the world. The enormity of the crime against the people of New Zealand cannot be overstated. It was a massacre. And that is brought to you by the Kiwi for Justice at uh, freenz.substack.com. Also there you'll see a video uh, with the, um, the uh, two brave men. You've got the UK MP Andrew Bridgen, he's come out as well, and also Winston Smith. That's not his real name, but there it is. Uh, and I'm just looking down here. Thank you. Some of the some of the comments. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to the whistleblower who has risked their own life, but given their integrity of sharing this horrendous but beneficial information, we will all learn from this. Cannot ever happen again. It mean and mean it. From here, from here. Uh, we do go forth, I will be sharing. Good on you. Gee, kind of strange how MP Jacinda Ardern just decided to resign and take a position with the World Economic Forum. I thought it was, was it with, is it with them? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought she went just with the United Nations. Ah, oh, didn't know that. Okay. And then you've got um, um, quite a few other comments there. So get over and have a look at that while it's still there. Thank you very much for listening to me. Uh, you're tuned into the... Um, the Liberty NZ Breakfast and its extended broadcast today. Uh, we're going for a wee bit longer than normal and uh, we'll um, just uh, in a moment I'll pop back and we'll have a look and see what's going on with the news and see if there's any more fake stream media that's uh, going to contradict what I've just told you. I've spoken the truth. Liz Gunn speaks the truth and it seems this whistleblower who designed the actual systems and uh, they're calling him just a health worker 
who's uh, compromised the system. No, he designed it, and he couldn't bear to, to watch it happen. Um, t- tens of thousands of people dying, and uh, since 2021, and uh, and hundreds of thousands of people have been injured by this, and they're all in. They're just the cover-up mode, aren't they? 